Hi, it's Andrea and Marianne, the Sister Tipsters. We're two moms, wives, and sisters juggling work, kids, and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. Well, we cut off last week talking about home automation with my husband, Matt. Thank you, Matt, for joining us um, again for for home automation, sharing with all of our Sister Tipsters followers out there. Um, so we're just going to jump right back into where we left off last week and keep the conversation going. I know you're, you're mentioning so many that I love. Um, the the light on as you come into the house was one you had added, I think, when you used to travel a lot, actually, in our old house. And I said, you know, I'm trying to, well, you had, you know, you had said first, you started with the outside lights, which I probably never noticed. And then I think you did some, and this is now we're, you know, three houses in. So you've done this at each house, but um, we, you did the alarm um, and that was great and made me feel good when you were traveling and I could control it by my phone. So if I went upstairs to bed and then realized I hadn't set it, it was great. I could just get on my phone and set it. Or when I woke up in the morning, I could turn it off um, before, you know, a child tried to like open a door or we'd forget as we were going out the house. Um, So that was, that was good. But the next big one that I loved was that light coming into the house because coming into, like I said, a dark house has always been like a worry of mine and a concern. And so I will say that one was huge having that automatically come on. And I think there must be a setting to it that it doesn't do it during the day. Like when it's light outside, it doesn't do it. So it's not like we're wasting energy or anything like that. It only does it when it's dark outside and you open that um, outdoor, the outside door as you're coming into the house, which is... um, which is great. I love that. But I will also, I'll throw out another thing. You're saying that anybody can do this, right? So maybe the the light switches, you need like a little bit of electrical background. And that might just be Googling it and figuring it out and just make sure you read all the fine prints of, of what not to do. And turn um, off so the power you, before you do yes, it. Yes, turn off yeah. the power. Yes, so that you don't electrocute yourself. Um, we, we don't want any injuries. But um, I love your parents, but they are not technology people. I think you would agree with that. That's not their background. It's not something they've ever had just based on their age They and their jobs. They've never had to really dive into technology and they did their alarm system. Like it got shipped to them in a box. They decided where they wanted to put it. They put it up and it's running and working and, um, and work. So it really is um, not that I'm putting them down at all, but I just mean like anyone, any age, there are ways to jump into it. Um, so so I will back you up on that. So I just want to kind of run back to of what are things that we can home automate? So we've talked a lot about houses in the, I mean, lights in the house, lights outside the house. Um, what I did, we just said alarm. Um, what are other things that you have automated in our house? That's a lot of the stuff I've done is the things that like I would say are low value or make your life a little bit easier. So I've always concentrated on lights and light switches and light bulbs because I feel like when I walk in when I walk in the laundry room with my hands full, I don't have time to like hit the switch with my elbow. I just want it to turn on. And now it's kind of weird when you walk into other rooms in the house, I kind of wait for the lights to turn on and and it doesn't. Um, I think you could, st- where I start to see a lot of the value is combining some of these things. And so, you know, we've played here with when the TV turns on, the TV can start to dim the lights. Again, a light reference, I guess, for me. 
Um, you can see where my focus is on all of this stuff. It's just energy savings and kind of simplicity. Um, and I the think other- the largest benefit to us. Yeah. Like there that's the one where we've seen and especially with four little kids running around, right? Like those motion lights are amazing cuz all the time we'd look down the hall and ha- see the pantry door shut and the light on. Um and so that was built out of need and just kind of annoyance that the light was always on and then you're thinking I'm going to have to change this light bulb more and the energy I'm wasting and so um yeah, lights lights are a big one for yeah. us if you can't I tell. think th- thermostats are another one for us. That's a, a kind of an obvious one. Again, an energy savings um and frankly a house saver. So, you know, we have we have two thermostats in the house and they can regulate the temperature on the second floor or the first floor depending on who's there how hot it is and it could try to save us energy and, and largely it does if there's nobody home and it knows it then you don't need to run the air to you know the air conditioning to the same level especially in georgia summers um but then if you remember the freeze earlier this year we were gone um and the temperatures dipped to some crazy low levels for georgia um, and you know, most of our friends were out of town for Christmas and all those types of things. So we just pulled up our phone and we pumped the heat, not an energy saver, by the way, <laughs> not very, it was not, yeah, very bad. Was, that bill was savings, high. That bill was definitely high. <laughs> it prevented pipes freezing. Um, because you know, you know, most houses in Georgia aren't built for that kind of stuff. And so, um, that was, a, a convenience, but also, a you know, a house saver. And we were still nervous about, um, the house when we came home, but like, and we have some cameras so we can see some things in the house, mostly in the public areas, not in any, anywhere private or crazy. Um, but that way we don't can... go breaking into our house, but there are oh, no we'll cameras in the bedrooms. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You made me turn it into Fort Knox with all the cameras outside. Uh, I know it is. It's funny. Um, we do because I think I've said this before in the podcast, we don't live near any of our family right now. And so we are often in and out and, um, you know, going to different families' houses. And so it has been a huge, um, like, de-stressor for me that we have so much that we can view at our house. And not just, I mean, yes, the cameras, but a lot of our cameras are, are like you said, on the exterior of the house. Um, but just being able to see the temperature in the house. Um, another one that I know you haven't said that that is part of the system that you have us all looped into, which um, maybe is is more complicated. Maybe you can touch on that in a little bit. But um, I know we have water sensors as well, too. So like right next to our hot water heater, if that's leaking, there's a sensor that will detect water because we have had a hot water heater <laughs> um, leak in the past and um, two, <laughs> two have leaked in the past. And so um, those lights, like, We've left the house, gone 30 minutes away and said, oh, is our garage door shut? Do we remember to turn off all the lights? And we can pull it up on the phone and see what we did or didn't do. And actually, I think the garage was out of necessity, too. There were a few times, um, again, where you were traveling and I had left the house and I thought, did I shut the garage door? Did I not? And actually, our one neighbor, we only lived there for a year. And I swear, the number of times I had her look out her window and say, is my garage door wide open? (laughs) Um, And so you put that in. And I've been able to let people, you know, there was at one point we needed work done in the house. And 
I knew the person and I was at a school event and I said, okay, hold on a minute. And I put the garage door up for him. So um, that's another one that's done. We used to have a lock on our door. You didn't even throw this one out either, that we used to have a lock on our front door at our old house that you could do the same thing. Um, there was you know, a keypad you could punch in the numbers or I could go on my phone and lock and unlock the door. Um, so again, that was one when you were traveling a lot, I could be in bed and, you know, I'd have that panic of, did I set the alarm? Did I turn off the lights? Did I lock the front door? And I could pull up the phone and see, is it locked or unlocked? Um, is the alarm on? That kind of thing. So I do think a lot of this is safety. Um, you have made, and just comfort, like you said, in that, and, you know, the added benefit, we always like the environmental side of it. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this one out there too of, um, you know, like I mentioned, we have a whole program application. I don't, again, I don't know the technology. You can correct me on that, that we control everything from on our phone. But if you're just the everyday person and you don't want to spend time learning about it or you want to figure it out, are there companies that will do this for us or at least part of it? What's um, maybe a way to kind of enter this segment and, and you know, join in the home automation, but um, maybe needing to know less of the technology or, or backend as far as the actual applications on our phone. If I use any of those words correctly, that would be great. But you you correct me. I think after, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so. after 10 years, I can speak, Mary. So uh, no, it's a, it's, a a good, it's a good point because, um, again, to the, the previous point, there are, it, it can get confusing. We, we use a system called Home Assistant, which is open source software, which is probably foreign words to you as well. Um, but it just means that a community of people have built it. And I use it because I like to tinker. I can program a little bit on it. And it combines all of these different systems we have. So we haven't bought into, say, the Google Nest ecosystem or the Rings ecosystem or any of those things. Um, because philosophically, I want our house to operate without the internet. Um, I mean, you have to have the internet, otherwise the kids would go crazy. From, from part of the reason home automation and IoT have been so bad is there have been so many companies that have built these systems that when they go bankrupt or they go under, your system just stops working. Um, and that's just a terrible thing. You want to, if you invest all the time in this technology and the connectivity in your house, your house should work on its own. And so something like Home Assistant allows you to do that without any internet at all. So if the internet gets cut for whatever reason, our lights still are automated because I control everything locally. You can't remotely control it because you can't get to the house from your phone if you're away. But everything else works just fine. It's, you actually don't even realize that we don't have the internet on those things. But if you wanted to go super simple, the things like Google Nest, um, Ring, which is owned by Amazon now, Alexa, those are all good starter things to, to try out. And people can be very successful doing those, you know, using those ecosystems. Apple has HomeKit, which is a little confusing because it's really not, you know, they don't market it as like a forefront technology. It's kind of behind the scenes. Um, but a lot of things are HomeKit uh, certified, which means if you have Apple devices, you can use them. The industry as a whole is going to this new standard called Matter, um, which there are all kinds of fun blogs about whether it matters. Um <laughs> Oh no, it's, all the, are they like dad puns? It's we like are very, puns. Pun, yeah, we are very punny <laughs> in the technology space. Um, oh my goodness. But you know, it's just an attempt at a bunch of the major companies trying to develop a standard for interoperability 
Um, so all of these different systems can work together. And there's another funny technology joke. It's like there's 37 standards. We're going to create the the new, you know, master standard to to global, you know, unify all these things. And at the end is now 38 standards. <laughs> so um, it remains to be seen whether that's going to do that um, because that's relatively new. It just got released, I think, last year, early this year. Um but I, I think if you wanted to go into one of those ecosystems, if you use Google devices, all the Google stuff works really, really well together. If you're an Apple family or if you're a mix, any of those things work well. Um, the voice assistants are, are getting pretty good. Sonos has one if you're a Sonos user. But, you know, Alexa um, and uh, Siri have good options. And that's another way to make things easier. You know, we start to see the kids using their voice because they don't have phones. Uh, rightfully so in our minds, but uh, this way we can um, allow them to interact with things in the house, um, but in an easy way with just their voice. And so now it's kind of crazy to me that I hear a three-year-old yelling at Alexa and it can understand her. She does. And it was entertaining. Like a year ago, she couldn't speak clearly and she would get so mad. She, Alexa, listen to me, listen to me. And she'd yell at it. And, it, you know, Alexa could not understand her, but now she can speak clearly and it is a little frustrating because it'll we'll go back and forth and she'll say, Alexa, volume up. And I'm, and I'm yelling back, Alexa, volume down and and all of that stuff. So um, it if is funny, the, but it, it's... If only the volume up and volume down commands worked on the kids. They, they only work I know, on Alexa. I know. Well, sometimes you wish it worked on all of us. You tell me all the time. Turn it, tone it down a little bit. Um, we're, we are a very loud household, but... Um, we enjoy it. We we like the chaos, obviously. We got four kids, right? We got to know the chaos is there. But um, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to kind of sum it up for everybody or um, anything you want to say to people on, you know, where they should focus first and, and what to build on or any last words you want to pick on me at the end of this? <laughs> What do you got for us, Matt? I won't, I won't pick on you. I'll save it. <laughs> I, I'm hoping to get invited back at some point, and then I'll do the picking at that point. Um, I, you know, I think I, to, to me, the best place to start are the things that um, are the most meaningful or impact, impactful to you. So you mentioned the, the locks. Um, our first two houses, we predominantly went in. I guess the first house, we only went in through the front door. So an automated lock made a ton of sense. Um, because it would detect our phone nearby and just unlock so you could go in. But house number two in this house, we'd go through the garage. So I haven't bothered to put automated locks on any of the doors because we don't use them. We walk into the garage and then we go in through the, the garage door um, where lights make more sense for us here. I didn't do, if you remember the first house, I didn't do very many lights because we didn't we only had, it was a small house. There was, there was, <laughs> it was one outside light. House. Yes. <laughs> so it wasn't it was. hard to go and just flip the little switch. So sometimes oh don't automate for the, I don't like to automate for the sake of automating. Like, why would you do all that if it's, you know, you don't, if it's not that hard to do. Um, but in here we have lights on all four corners of the house. So you're going to have to walk around every day. I remember my parents because this technology wasn't around when I was a kid, they'd walk around every night and go turn on all the lights outside. And then as mom was going to bed, because, you know, dad has a very strict bedtime, <laughs> much like me. I'm sure you've made fun of that at some point. I actually don't think I have talked about oh. your early bedtime. Oh, and ten, 10 o'clock. Bedtime. But now I will. Done. Now I, I will talk about that yeah. when you're not on here. 10.01, I'm out. But 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm walking towards bed. 
Um, 9.58, he can feel the physical itch feel, of it's yeah. getting close to his bedtime. Talk about an automation. That's just a, a uh, personal you, automation. You are a personal automation. <laughs> but I think no, I do, I do remember are... those flip the switches. And it was like a big deal when you went to those uh, timers that, that were in place of the light switch. Yeah, it, that was a huge, a huge jump. Yeah, that, I think the, the other thing, we had mentioned it yet, but like our doorbell has been great because we are in and out. And so being able to see... Um, been able to see when someone comes by or, you know, delivery uh, people don't normally ring the doorbell. So being able to see what's sitting on the, the porch. Um, so we if we need to run home and get it or ask a neighbor to go grab something. Um, so it, it's been the things that make it easier based on what state of life you're in. You know, a lot of things now will go towards, I do a lot of music around the house. So um, we try to make sure that I try to make sure there's speakers in every room so music can follow us or, you know, drown out drown out the crazy sometimes. Um, but I can see other times where, you know, a shade automation could make sense because, you know, you want to open up the shades when it gets light out to wake up. Um, that doesn't work here because oh, we wake we up. we did. Early. But we did have that at our last house. I forgot about that. We had a window that, um, I don't, would you call it like a picture window? We had a, a pretty big window that was um, right in our living room and people would comment how they could see everything going on in our house. And so as soon as it, what was it like sundown or something, you had the shade come down. Um, so I guess that that really proves it right there. That I think is a good summing it up of like, figure out what your needs are, figure out where those points are that could be the biggest bang for your buck of, you know, do one thing. So I'm going to ask one quick question here before we finish up, though, um, that made me think of it while you're saying that is a lot of people have, I'm going to throw out a brand here, like a ring camera or some kind of camera on their doorbell. And if they're not into um, the technology side of it and and getting that uh, home assistant and they want to just buy these systems that are already together. Can they buy different systems to do different things in their house and still all be controlled by their phone? Yeah, I, largely. Um, I think there are some exceptions to that rule. And that's where I, I get frustrated with the industry, which is why I went the home assistant route. Um, and you could do the brute force way is you just have five apps on your phone and everyone does its own thing. And that's probably the the most the the lowest barrier to entry. Um, as you start to get into other um, other technologies or other providers, they start to interrupt a little bit. Um, or you can look for someone that can be a little bit of a centralizing platform for things. Um, I, I think the Abode system that we have is actually pretty good. We only use it for uh, alarming, um, but it has the ability to connect to other systems and it has an automation capability. I don't use it because we have a, a more powerful one through Home Assistant. But um, And then same thing for, for Nest and Home uh, HomeKit on Apple, or the, it's actually just called the Home app. Um, it starts to recognize and bring things in. So you can build a kind of a more seamless kind of connected environment uh, with, a, with some of these vendors. But there always will be some lock-in or some things like video on your ring doorbell may not be available outside the ring app um and so you just gotta you gotta read a little bit for there they don't make it the easiest to figure out but if you look at kind of the faqs and what this works with there are standard like logos that each of them use to say that it works with HomeKit or it works with nest or it works with google um 
or works with ring and so you can you can look for those as clues to things that work together all right that makes sense i like it well thanks for coming on today matt um you know, we are we are recording this um, as well, and maybe we'll share that. Um, you know, besides the audio, and and you'll see right away who's the tech person and who's the not, because I have the messy background, non blurred screen, and Matt's sitting there nice with his blurred screen. So, um, if you get <laughs> if you want a little bit of our background in technology, there it is. That's it, front and center. But um, but for today, thanks for joining us. Hopefully, you will come back, Matt. We will. Uh, Try not to talk kind badly stuck, about I'm you. I'm kind of stuck here, so you are you are stuck here, but not no not on the podcast. But you are you are stuck here in life. But um, you know, we're gonna end it just slightly different this time and say thanks for joining the Sister Tipsters, which is a funny name when Matt's on here. But the Sister Tipsters podcast with today's host Matt and Marianne. And as always, if you like what you hear, drop us a comment on social media, maybe a like or positive re- review, maybe even boost Matt's ego a little bit by telling him how good he did today. <laughs> But either way, don't forget to share this podcast with two friends, two friends. Wow. I can't talk today and come back to join us for another episode of the Sister Tipsters next week.